Republicans have to cheat in order to win. Okay, yeah, right. That's Eric Holder calling for the militants to get back into the streets. Start burning stuff again, guys. We need another summer of fun. It's uh, 5.07. It's uh, Funky Friday. Hey, it's Red Friday. Remember, everyone deployed. Chris got his red shirt on today on Funky Friday. And, and Don, I apologize. Let me just explain. And feel free at any time to just turn your microphone on and talk while I'm talking, okay? Because that's how we do things around here. I <laughs> scared the daylight out. <laughs> yeah. What a great way to start a Friday, isn't it? Yeah, really. Uh, well, we have people come in and screw around with stuff in the afternoon. Right. And like the AC was turned off and it was 1,206,000 degrees in here. Yeah. Elaine's chairs had all been played with. So Chris came in. He goes, Elaine's going to crap. i oh, got to no. fix these chairs. Somebody messed with the chairs? Yeah. Oh, God and, almighty. And so Heads right. are going to roll. Exactly. Exactly. And so. No, Chris, literally, heads are going oh, to roll. Oh, yeah. I know. <laughs> Believe you me, I know. So uh, Chris and I say, you know, let's just test everything before right. we go on the air yeah. because it, it's everything's been messed with, so we got to make sure it all works. Right. And I had no idea that he had already made the mic hot when I was testing the microphone. <laughs> so you got to hear the test, the pre-show test. Wow, a little behind the scenes. Uh, well, you know. You know, morning show ritual. That's what we got do. To enjoy, Actually, right? it's not. But when we get caught with our pants down, sometimes we got to say, "Well, let's test this to make sure it's going to work." And mm-hmm. that's yeah. what we were doing. <laughs> uh, Chris said, "You didn't have to turn it on. I could test it without it being on." I said, "Well, I don't know. <laughs> the heck, do I know? I'm just the monkey that flies the airplane. Get yeah. out of the way. Let me crash this thing into the ground." Yeah. All, All right. right. I thought there was some breaking news that you were jumping in with. <laughs> well, no, yeah. no, no. I would never do that. When you said. Checkity, checkity, check. <laughs> I thought that was our new boy action news theme. Or something. <laughs> yeah, that was our Fox News alert. Checkity, 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 checkity. <laughs> well, at least that's what I said. You know, you know what I'm saying, right? Because but... sometimes other stuff gets said as a mic yeah. check, right, oh, Chris? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, that would have been that would have been more fun, actually. Well, so. it would have been because it would have been the end of Friday show. We could have just gone home. <laughs> Call it a day. Go home. Test the dump button. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> I don't have one. It doesn't exist anymore. All right, so diving right into the nudes this morning, uh, begging Joe. Joe is begging the Taliban, or as he likes to say, the Taliban. <laughs> You're a white dude. <laughs> Why are you? Tra- <laughs> what? Come on, Joe. Anyway, don't attack our guys as we have our Saigon moment. We're going to have a Saigon moment here, and uh, please, Taliban, don't don't get after us. Because American negotiators are trying to extract assurances from the Taliban that they will not attack the U.S. Embassy in Kabul if the extremist group takes over the country's government and ever wants to or ever wants to receive foreign aid from America. The New York Times reported late yesterday. What a humiliating moment for the United States. Absolutely, utterly humiliating. Afghanistan has completely collapsed because all of the hard work that Donald Trump had and, and Mike Pompeo had put into place for a peaceful transition into the hands of the Afghan officials, one that would have stayed the hand of the Taliban and kept them out of the picture. Joe Biden didn't want to do anything that Donald Trump put into place, like he collapsed the border and paying hell for it here with coronavirus in the United States and the Delta variant. Now they're paying hell for it in Afghanistan. And guess what is happening as we speak this very minute, 3,000 troops are headed back to Afghanistan. Our guys, 3,000 of our guys are headed back to Afghanistan now. 4,000 to Kuwait on standby so that we can have a Saigon moment. Not familiar with it? Too young to remember 1975? Or maybe you're just the right age to remember 1975. Do you remember 1975 in Saigon? We're going through it right now in Afghanistan. 3,000 of our troops are going to have to go in there and protect the lives now, people. And it's Joe Biden's fault. This transition was set up by Donald Trump and Mike Pompeo to get our people out of there peacefully But the Taliban has just been running roughshod because Joe Biden left in the middle of the night. Remember, I told you weeks ago, 
our biggest air base there. Our guys just left in the middle of the night under Joe Biden's instruction. Cut to power. The Afghans show up and they go, uh, hey, uh, where's the keys to the airplane? Where's the fuel for the airplane? Where? Uh, <laughs> how do I get in the tank? You, you lock the tank. And, and they left. Our guys left under the instruction of the commander-in-chief. Get out. And we were in a peaceful, uh, serious way getting out of Afghanistan. Anybody with half a numbnut brain knows you just don't cut and run in the middle of the night. You have to, There has to be a plan. And so now the Taliban has taken over. And when the Taliban takes completely over, they turn it over to China. That's what's happening. China's going to control that entire region. That's what's going on right now. They're going to sit down in Beijing next week and work it all out. And Joe Biden did this. Joe Biden did it. And you know what he's done also? He went and got a helicopter and flew off to Camp David for a weekend of meeting with folks, rest and relax. I guess some of Hunter's clients are going to come over and see him, I guess. The Taliban has seized Kandahar and Herat as of yesterday, two of the largest cities in Afghanistan. Taliban now controls 12 of Afghanistan's 34 provincial capitals, estimated two-thirds of the country. They've cut off critical highway linking Kabul to the nation's southern provinces. U.S. officials suggest that Kabul could fall to the terrorists in a matter of days. In a matter of days. The Taliban's rapid advancement through the country has netted the extremist group control of U.S.-made military vehicles, anti-aircraft guns, armored tanks, and artillery that were provided to Afghan security forces to fight against the Taliban. Now the Taliban has our stuff. They're flying our planes. They're driving our tanks. Thank you, Joe Biden. You're an idiot. We have an idiot as president. Shame on you who voted for this man. The captured systems will increase the mobility and the lethality of the uh, Taliban, making them a more formidable force. We have already seen the Taliban using captured Humvees to patrol Kunduz. The Taliban have used American rifles to gun down Afghan National Army soldiers. These are folks who worked alongside of us. And explosive-laden Humvees to bomb the checkpoints. The U.S. announced yesterday that it was deploying thousands of troops to Afghanistan. Our guys are going back in. And here's this idiot, uh, Admiral John Kirby, who has always been an idiot, right? Having Admiral attached to your name doesn't make you smart, okay? And so this idiot, Admiral John Kirby, is a spokesman over there at the Pentagon, says, well, these aren't, uh, uh, these aren't uh, forces, combat forces that we're sending in. They're not combat forces. And one of the guys at the Pentagon says, are they going to be carrying guns? Yes, they'll be carrying guns. Are they going to be allowed to shoot those guns? Yeah, they'll be allowed to defend themselves. <laughs> okay, are they going in a place where guys are shooting at other guys to take territory? Yes, they're going in a place where guys are shooting other guys to take territory. Well, then, doesn't, isn't that the definition of a combat troop? No, no, no. No, no, no. It's a security team we're sending in, say, 3,000. We've got Army, we've got Marines headed back over there now as we speak. 4,000 soldiers and troops will be in Kuwait on standby. 3,000 going right back into the hot zone where the Taliban now have our equipment. So our guys, our guys, because of Joe Biden, our guys have to go in and fight against our own equipment that's now in the hands of the Taliban. The Taliban will be using our equipment to attack our guys. I'm sorry to be so fired up on a Friday, but... Dang, can this guy not get anything right? Anything. I Just one thing. Just once. Apparently not, because you remember Robert Gates. Robert Gates served as defense secretary for the Obama administration. He also served over at Texas A&M. He warned years ago in a book, Joe Biden has been wrong on every major foreign policy and national security issue over the past four decades and Secretary Gates, we can add this one to it, too. Another Saigon moment for the United States of America. For those who remember the Saigon moment of 1975, we'll, you, you know what I'm talking about in the humiliation and what we went through as a nation and what the men who sacrificed body parts and themselves and their families went through after that Saigon moment and Joe Biden is leading us directly into another Saigon moment. The hell of it is, it was preventable. This was on a track to be a peaceful transition to the hands of the Afghans 
with our men under a plan that was put together by Donald Trump and Mike Pompeo to ease this along the way so it would not collapse into the hands of the Taliban. And because Joe Biden is so stupid that he doesn't want to do anything that Donald Trump laid out, he's totally blown the COVID uh, response because he got rid of everything that Donald Trump had put in place. He's totally screwed up the border. This guy is a walking screw-up machine. Everything he touches turned crap. And now Afghanistan is devolving into abject chaos. And when that happens, in comes the Chinese, guys. Like I said, the Taliban and the Chinese are going to be talking next week. They'll give more land, more territory, more control directly to the Chicoms to, to control more of the earth. Online at KTSA.com, plus Facebook and Twitter. Stay connected. This is a temporary mission with a narrow focus. Yep. Heard all that in 1975. Right on. Temporary, narrow focus. Long enough to get the helicopter on top of the building to get the people out. Afghanistan is collapsing, and it's Joe Biden's fault. It did not have to go this way, but he totally screwed this deal up. All right, 523 now at KTSA. Just a, a quick question as well, and the phones are open in. 210-599-5555. Why hasn't he nominated someone to head the FDA? I would say the FDA is a pretty important organization, has been for a long time, but particularly now in a pandemic and we see a slap back, circle back with the uh, Delta variant, whatever that means and wherever it's going to lead and all that. He has yet to nominate a permanent head of the Food and Drug Administration at a time when the government is navigating the surge of COVID-19 cases from the Delta variant. Nobody knows why. Nobody understands why he hasn't done it. He hasn't given a reason for not doing it. Some experts suggest uh, politics may be getting in the way, that some Democrat senators are pushing back on the prospects of acting Commissioner Janet Woodcock being named in the permanent role, but health care experts are warning the administration needs to fill the position immediately, and it's not being done. And so the FDA does not have a permanent leader over at the FDA. Now, why is this important? Because, well, um, <laughs> we're trying to figure out what to do with these vaccines to help people out. We're trying to get a permanent okay to use the vaccines. The vaccines have been approved for emergency use, but not permanent use. And you got to have somebody who's driving the boat so that you can get these things approved for permanent use, not just emergency use, unless you want them only used for emergency use because you know something's wrong with them. Patrick, you're on KTSA. Hey, happy Friday. Yeah, how you doing, sir? Great. How you doing, sir? Great. Uh, my commenter is basically this about the Afghanistan thing. Of course, you're not going to send that many troops without maybe possibly doing something like combat or whatever. Um, and the vaccine, I'm not taking it. Uh, I just talked to a lady at the store the other day. She wasn't wearing a mask, and we were talking about this whole thing. She listened to you guys, too, and she said that she had a lady going to get a surgery, and they said, well, you have to get the vaccine. And so she got the vaccine, and now she's fighting for her life. I know. I, I, I've heard these stories like crazy everywhere as well because, it, you know, it, rea it reacts and responds differently in different people, right? But uh, let, yes, me, let me circle back, and thank you for the call, Patrick. Hope you have a great weekend. Let me circle back to the first uh, your first comment, and that had to do with uh, the troops going back in there. Of course, you're sending 3,000 in. You're sending another 4,000 down to Kuwait that can respond and be there in a hurry. And this BS that John Kirby's trying to lay out there about this not being, they're not combat troops. What a bunch of crap, okay? That's untrue. That's a damn lie. And uh, they are lying to the American people once again. They totally botched this thing in Afghanistan. I'm good. I'm good with making changes in Afghanistan. We've been there for 20 years. I'm good with doing things differently. But anybody with half a brain knows that you just don't cut and run in the middle of the night as Joe Biden did. And the Afghans that were working with us and fighting with us and those interpreters that were laying their lives on the line with us, they were left with their teeth hanging out, literally their pants hanging down. And so the Taliban comes in and they take the guns and they take the tanks and they take the airplanes. And now our guys have got to go back in there to protect those lives, extricate those individuals. Because right now, let me tell you, do you, do you want to know what's going on right now? Bit by bit, piece by piece, the Taliban is going into these cities. They are destroying the girls' schools. They are enslaving the little girls. I know it's Friday. It's supposed to be happy. <laughs> 
But this is reality, folks. It's what we're dealing with under Joe Biden. The Taliban is going into these cities. They're enslaving the little girls. They're putting them in the sex trafficking now. They're putting the hijabs back on the little girls. And they are selling them into slavery and marriages for the Taliban troops. This is reality. This is happening right now in Afghanistan, and it's Joe Biden's fault. There's little girls now who are sex slaves in Afghanistan, and Joe Biden did it. It's his fault. Didn't have to be this way. The Taliban were being held at bay by our men and working with the Afghans. But our uh, we, Joe Biden said, get out right in the middle of the night. Leave. <clears throat> And so the Taliban comes right back in. They start taking these provinces one by one by one, shutting down the girls' schools, enslaving these little girls, using them as uh, as sex slaves. And, uh, and, and this is what you're going to have. And they're also opening the door for two things, a reconstitution of terrorists who want to bomb us and kill us. Those guys didn't go away. Keep in mind, they've been at this since the 5th century. Joe Biden's been alive a long time, but he hadn't been alive that long. These guys have been around doing this since the 5th century. They're very patient. Do you think that they're done killing Americans? No. No. So here's where we are. Afghanistan is collapsing right now because of Joe Biden's policy. 210-599-5555-210. 599-5555. DHS admitted yesterday coronavirus positive border crossers increasingly arriving in the United States. Alejandro Mayorkas, who needs to be impeached and removed from office, admitted yesterday the rate which border crossers infected the with the Chinese coronavirus arriving in the United States is exponentially blowing up. We're seeing an increase in positivity rate among the illegal immigration population. After weeks of the establishment media claiming that the coronavirus-positive border crossers have little to no impact on the nation's ongoing surge of cases, I said it back in January when Joe Biden collapsed the border, opened the border, and allowed all the folks to come in. I wrote it down. I came in. I read it to you just a couple of weeks ago, my own notes from January, that this would be the largest super uh, spreader event in the history of mankind And that's exactly what's happening now. And DHS had to admit it yesterday that it is the largest super uh, spreader event. It is a major, major problem for us here in Texas. As you see these numbers spike in Texas and even over in Florida, it was planned fully by the Obama administration to make Abbott and DeSantis look bad. Or not the Obama. Well, yeah, I guess the Obama administration, huh? By the Biden administration to make Abbott. And DeSantis looked bad with increasing numbers in Texas and Florida, all for politics. Meanwhile, people in Texas are dying because of their political proclivities. People in Texas are dying for the politics of the Democrats. Americans have to cheat in order to win. And that's why they are in favor of partisan and racial gerrymandering. They know that if substantial numbers of people vote in this increasingly younger, increasingly more diverse, increasingly less rural America, that they don't stand a chance of winning. They get that. They understand that. No, no, no. That's Eric Holder, who's the biggest cheater that ever came along. He's calling for people to get back in the streets, man. You people are being too quiet. Go out and burn some more stuff, baby. Go out and burn some more buildings, baby. Come on now. He's, he's an idiot. And uh, so anyway, good morning. It's 538, 550 KTSA, FM 1071. Trey page, KTSA.com, 210-599-5555. The Texas Senate has sent the election integrity bill to the House. The fleabaggers are still at large. They have no idea when they're going to arrest them. Throw them in the pokey under the jail where they belong. Why don't you go hunt them down? Man, we need the Texas Rangers on the case right now. I wish our big old Texas Ranger friend was still around. We'd send him out on the case and get these flea baggers back here. But that's all right. One of these days, they're going to have to come home to eat. And when they do, we're going to make sure they go on to the jail. We're going to just handcuff them and say, right down here, y'all. Uh, because this bill is going to move along. Look, there's no sense at all in trading election integrity for convenience which is exactly what these folks are talking about they won't cheat the democrats want to cheat they want to cheat and cheat and cheat to stay in office and this is an election integrity bill 
and we're going to move it along here in the state of Texas with or without the Democrats. I don't really care if the Democrats want to come play or not with or without them. All right, you're waking up this morning to another Saigon moment. Apparently over in Afghanistan is collapsing as we speak right now. 3,000 of our great men are headed back over there to try to save Joe Biden's butt uh, for totally screwing up the exit of Afghanistan. There was a plan in place, put in place by Mike Pompeo, military generals, you know, heads of, of military war making, and President Donald J. Trump. Donald Trump made sure there were multiple enforceable models of deterrence that would prevent this potential disaster from happening. But because Joe Biden's a flakehead, he couldn't do anything right and still hasn't done anything right. Bill Gates has made that perfectly clear. The strategy depends on planning and execution. But there was no planning and no execution for getting our guys out of Afghanistan. We just turned the lights off. Do you remember several months ago I told you about that? The guys showed up to the, uh, to the airport in Kabul and everything was shut down. Our guys were gone. And we took the keys to the airplanes and everything else. We just shut it down. We turned the power off to the base and left in the middle of the freaking night. And the Afghans show up and went, uh, where are the Americans? Joe Biden had ordered them out in the middle of the night. He knew what was going. He knew he knew that this was going to collapse. And guess who's moving in? Guess who the Taliban is having a meeting with next week? The Chinese. Tell me Joe Biden's not in this for the Chinese. Go ahead and tell me. I won't believe you when you say he's not in it for the Chinese. Joe Biden is in everything for the Chinese. Trump made clear to top Taliban negotiator Mullah Abdul Ghani Bararar that there would be stiff and abrupt consequences if any Americans were threatened or hurt going forward. How is Joe Biden saying it today? Joe Biden is now saying to this Mullah Abduli Gahani Barara, Joe Biden is saying, please don't attack our guys. I'm not making that up. Read the New York Times. Please don't attack our guys while we get everybody out of there. Please leave us alone. Don't, don't hit us, okay? Don't attack our, don't attack our embassy. Now, Donald Trump said, you touch one American head, and I'm going to blow you to smithereens. You're going to meet your 72 virgins. Uh, and now, uh, now Joe Biden is, <laughs> please don't hurt us. Please don't hurt us. We are the United States of America. Please don't hurt us. Under Donald Trump, it was known in fact, Barardar was told, if you threaten an American, if you scare an American, if you hurt an American, we will bring all American power to bear to make sure that we went to your village and to your house. Donald Trump told the head of the Taliban, you even so much as scare an American as we're leaving here, and we're coming to your house. We're coming to your house. And what's Joe Biden saying? Please don't hurt us. Please don't attack us. Please. Since those negotiations that began in 2020, there hasn't been a single American killed by the Taliban when that was going on. We had established a deterrence model, and the deterrence model was we told the head of the Taliban you even scare an American, much less harm an American. I'm coming to your house. I'm going to come to your house. And we're going to bring everybody to your house. And there's going to be a party at your house. And there's going to be lots of fireworks at the party. The true concern in Afghanistan is not the Taliban per se. The primary fear is a return of Taliban rule is going to return Afghanistan to the hotbed of al-Qaeda and ISIS before September 11, 2001, and now we're finding out they're meeting with China. China's going to be moving in there. The threat isn't from the Taliban. It's from the fact that the Taliban will play footsies with al-Qaeda and China. President Trump had the mission set, and it was very clear. Under President Trump, and we want to make sure they always had the conditions based on analysis that would protect America. Reduce the risk that there could be an attack from that place here in America. 
Armed Services Committee Representative Mike Rogers of Alabama said Biden is seeing a Saigon moment. Those of you who were alive in 1975 and watched those images on television of Saigon, you know exactly what I'm talking about. Now, today, 3,000 of our men are headed right back into it, right back into the hotbed where the Taliban has been advancing all week long, taking province and city and province and city and military assets. So here's the deal, folks. Our guys will be fighting against our own equipment that we left there just a few weeks ago. Our guys will now have to fight against our own equipment because the Taliban has it now. Because Joe Biden is destroying this country. Because Joe Biden is destroying this country. And shame on the people who put him in office. Shame on them. And now American lives are at risk because Biden doesn't have a plan. He still doesn't have a plan. He has no plan. He's reacting. As president of the United States, you don't react. Look, he totally screwed up COVID and vaccinations, totally blew it. He's totally screwed up the border by allowing all these people in, and many of them have COVID, and now they had to admit that yesterday, 212,000 contacts in the last month. Double that number, okay, because those are the ones we were able to contact. Many of them with COVID being spread all over the country. The guy is a total and complete failure for our country. Who does number one work for? That's the question you need to be asking right now. Who is Joe Biden working for? He's not working for the American people. He's not working for our troops. He's not working for our veterans who paid with their lives in Afghanistan and their families. He's not working for them. He's not working for the people in this country. Who's he working for? Whose side is the president of the United States on? And what did he do? He hightailed it. (laughs) Stuff gets hot in the kitchen. What does he do, man? He gets out the kitchen real fast. He hightailed it over to Camp David. He's on vacation now. Now, oh, I know, I know. You're going to tell me that the president, he can do his job from wherever, and he can do this and that from wherever, and that's true. He's got the capability of being president anywhere that he is. But, you know, there's something to be said for being on your post when everything else is going to hell. There's something to be said about being there in the office answering the phone. There. Kind of like George W. Bush, who I'm not a fan of. But when we entered into war, he stopped playing golf. He didn't play one round of golf after we went into war. Not one. Stayed in the Oval Office, except for trips that he had to make. Joe Biden, with Afghanistan, his policies, making Afghanistan collapse and American lives on the line, and those who helped us while we were there, their lives are on the line, and a Saigon moment. And what does he do? He jumps and runs on over to... Now, look, he he can be anywhere because he's not really running the country, but that's not the point. He is the president. He is the sworn leader of this country. But look what he's done. He's collapsed everything around us, and now the leader of the country's even abdicated and left his post. Think about this. Think about where we are today and what this guy has been doing bit by bit and piece by piece and meticulously to deliver this moment. So sorry for the men who and, and women who worked so hard over there, and now it's all collapsing in because of a failure of this guy. And Bill Gates was right from the very beginning. Uh, Bob Gates. Bob Gates was right from the very beginning. This guy's got nothing right in his entire life when it comes to foreign policy. And, and, and now we know domestic policy. Not one single thing has he gotten right. Not one. And this time, it's going to cost American lives, I fear. Our guys are going back in. 3,000 going in right now as you and I sit here. Another 4,000 being taken down to Kuwait. So we'll take your calls. It's Open Mind Friday. Anything in the news you want to talk about? 210-599-SanAntonio.com. Today's Pledge of Allegiance, powered by Stevens Roofing. Steven, take it away, man. Good morning. I pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America and to the republic for which it stands, one nation under God, indivisible, with liberty and justice for all. God bless America. 
Guests of the 550 KTSA Morning News with Trey Ware appear courtesy of the Stevens Roofing Newsmaker Hotline. It would be wrong to conclude that there was one specific event uh, that led to this decision that we believe this is the prudent thing to do given the rapidly deteriorating security situation uh, in and around uh, Kabul. Saigon 21 is what you see going on right now, and it's Joe Biden's fault. He did it. 210-599-5555, 210-599-5555. It's Funky Friday. It's also Red Friday. Remember, everyone deployed, and now we're redeploying troops back into Afghanistan because these numb nuts in Washington, D.C. can't get anything right. 210-599-5555. And we need some pledgers, too. Love for you to say the Pledge of Allegiance. We'll record you and put you in our rotation. So call us and say the pledge for us, all right? All right, John, go right ahead. You're on. Well, Trey, I do remember that Saigon moment. I was a veteran by then and, and uh, had a lot of blood, sweat, and tears invested in this country. I wasn't in country, but my brother was. But anyways, while you were gone, we lost another dam on those six hydroelectric dams on the Guadalupe. Lake Gonzales failed uh, Monday. There was a lot of rain in New Braunfels, Geronimo, and Seguin, and so they got scared and lowered the flaps and... Uh, and it couldn't raise them back up, and mm. woke up Tuesday morning, and the lake was gone. Oh my gosh! Oh my gosh! Uh, just horrible. And uh, uh, now Meadow Lake is organizing. God bless them. Uh, we're, we tried to organize last Saturday, and uh, we just don't have the numbers or the the, yeah. the yeah. money to the money. pay the ransom that they're they're making it a ransom, yeah. and that, let's call it that. It's it's extortion. Huh. Uh, yeah, so, losing lake uh, by lake by lake out there, John. I gotta let you go, but thank you. I appreciate your call. Good luck, uh, Anita. You're on. Go ahead, Anita. Anybody who voted for Joe Biden does not care about their children, their grandchildren, their great grandchildren. Others that don't have children don't care about their young relatives. And Joe Biden has been poisoning our country with everything he has done. Yeah, fifty everything. years. He's been doing it for fifty years. Thank you, Anita. Randy, go ahead. Hey, Trey, I just wanted to know why you're not speaking about the Mike Lindell Symposium that was held in South Dakota. I don't know that you uh, had had the time to watch that. There was a lot of interesting information relative to election, the past election, and what's going to happen going forward if we don't get this thing corrected. And I have talked about it, and I did watch it. Thank you, Randy. We can do this. Let me close with this. Yeah. We got that funk. Yeah, we got it. It's Funky Friday. It's Remember Everyone Deployed Friday. (laughs) And the phones are always open on Fridays as well at 210-599-5555. Do you know what that is? Do you know what that was? <laughs> Chris, it was, it was Chris being a little smart. Alec no, no, this is great. This is this is the White House. Back, Chris, can you back it up a few seconds and make it a little bit longer? So, well, thirty is going to be too long. Just if, just a few seconds before that, and uh, you know, five, six, seven seconds. I don't care, something like that. So Joe's giving a speech right yesterday, and he's talking baby crap again. You know, I swear. Jill feeds him Gerber. She really does. It's like they they bought all the Gerber this week over at HEB. That's what they're feeding this guy. So he's giving a speech, and it's just nonsensical. I mean, it's like, okay, what's he saying? So finally, he gets to the, let me close with this, and the White House goes to black screen and puts up, thank you for watching. (laughs) Cuts him off. He's El Presidente. They cut him off, man. Because it's like, okay, that's enough of that gibberish. We can't stand anymore. Okay, listen. Listen. Address one of the largest out-of-pocket expenses that families face: prescription drugs. We can do this. Let me close with this. (laughs) (laughs) You're done. Let me close with this. No, sir, you're closed. (laughs) You're done. (laughs) I love that. It's just so classic. It's so classic for the way things are going. (sighs) 
It's so funny because, you know, you have the last president who wouldn't stop talking, and then they won't let this guy talk at all. No. No, because they, cons- they are really concerned about what's next. Let me, let me close with this. No, sir, you, yeah. did, you don't have this written down. Whatever you're about to say has not been approved. So, uh-uh. Click. No, no off the cuff with the president No, today. sir. Uh-uh. Somebody's there, and they got the scissors, and they cut the mic cord, you know? And then they went to that blue screen thing that says, what does it say, Chris? Thanks for watching or something. Thank you for watching this moment yeah. from the White House. And right. He's like, "Where's Joe?" <laughs> they just called a lid on your butt, man. Yeah. <laughs> and I think they should always close with a little Parliament Funkadelic at the end of the. I think it, it makes you know, sense. You played that like Chris just did just now. I like it. It's <laughs> good. And hey, we, we close with this real quick. We a couple of things coming up at six thirty-five. Don Huffines is going to join us. We're going to continue to talk to these guys who are candidates for governor, right? So we're going to ask him about how things are going right now. Sean Azaro from River City Community Church is going to join me. We've heard a lot of talk about the reopening of Verizon. I'm super pumped about this because yeah. that's one of my favorite places to see concerts. You've never been able to see one there because it was already shut down by the mm-hmm. time you got here. Yeah. When they reopen this thing. I drive by it every day. All it's right. a great location. When they reopen this thing, you and I are going because it's the best venue in the world to watch yeah. a concert. It truly is. Now, I, I know Red Rock and all that stuff. People say all that. Okay, I got it. But this is just this is the best. So we're going to talk to Sean uh, later on in the hour as well. So yesterday... I go out to empty the saddlebags on the, on, the, on the motorcycle from all the stuff I had at Sturgis, right? Mm-hmm. So I'm standing there, and I got one of the saddlebags open on the side, and I look down between my legs as I'm getting ready to reach for the saddlebag, and something moves down by my foot. Uh-oh. I said, this ain't right. And I move the saddlebag out of the way, and it's red and yellow kill a fella. And I look at him, and he looks at me. Now, he wants about as much to do with me as I do with him. Mm-hmm. Coral snake doesn't like to be around you. They like to run the other way. Sure. In fact, Pfizer quit making the anti-venom because there's only about 10 to 12 coral snake bites in the entire country a year. It just wasn't worth it for them to make the anti-venom. So don't get bit by one because there's no anti-venom. But most people don't because a coral snake runs the other way. But behind him was the rear tire of the motorcycle, and behind me was the wall, so both of us were trapped. (laughs) Oh, no. Yeah, right? He had nowhere to go, nor did I. And I noticed that only one of you are here this morning. Well, that's so. right. That's, yeah. <laughs> yeah, he became buzzard food yesterday. Yeah, that's what happens. It's the circle of life, Trey. Because i got to tell you, yeah, well, all over my garage, for just such occasion, I keep hoes everywhere. Right. You know? So I reached for the hoe, and, yeah, I had to do him in. Mm-hmm. And it was a close call because he, he tried to get my toe. He thought it was going to oh, be man. a fun thing to do down there to yeah. grab the toe. Now, you know how they work. They have to bite you and then hang on and sure. nibble and cut. You know, they have, yeah. to, they have to chew a while. But you weren't having any of that. No. <laughs> uh-uh. I said, that'd be a bad Thursday. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Yeah. We ain't going to do that. Not a good way to start. Not a good way to end the day. No, sir. Uh-uh. Right. Or start the weekend. Right. So I said, you got to go. And uh, I got him right across the top of the head, and then I you know, put him out of his misery, and I took him out and threw him in the street, and here came Susie. Su- Susie is our flying, um, well, she, she's got big wings, and she makes a lot of noise, and when she comes down and grabs something, it's done, mm-hmm. whatever it is. Right. She's our hawk, Susie the hawk, right. and she got him and uh, had a great dessert yesterday. But Excellent. Re- you, know, <laughs> it, it, you know, all that stuff you learn when you were a kid. Right, red and black, venom black, red and yellow, kill a fella. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, you learn that, and you it's look real fast. Not something we discussed at the you know at Patterson Elementary in Bristol. Connecticut. It wasn't we that wasn't a big deal for you. We had rattlesnakes there in Connecticut, but, yep. not, but not not like you do here, obviously. Right, you know, you had to really go looking for them. Yeah. you know, in order to find them. So, well, these guys pretty much stay away, and we have a couple roadrunners that keep the rattlesnakes away. Yeah, that's and what I so- need in my neighborhood. Roadrunners? A couple of the roadrunners. I'm telling you, man, they, they love rattlesnake. The, the best... Chase them down. I've had a few instances with snakes since I've lived here. Yeah. And the best one was uh, my next-door neighbor. Anyway, I shouldn't say it was the best one because, God love her, she came out she was taking her trash out one night. Right. And I pull in and I hear this shriek. Yeah. You right. know? And she comes running from between the houses and she's like... And I'm like, what's going... Are you okay? And she's screaming rattlesnake. Yeah. And I look... And that son of a gun's probably five feet long. Uh-huh. Right? Well, her husband comes out the front door because he hears all this commotion, and he's going, what's going on? And she says, there's a rattlesnake over there. And it was the best response I ever heard because he looked her in the eye and he said, do you want me to shoot it? 
<laughs> no, she, honey. No, no. Bring it in the house. Yeah, and she's like, no, no, don't shoot. And I'm like, yeah, man, load it. I want to see this happen. Oh, exactly. <laughs> Make that th- te- tear wanna, that thing in a million I wanna pieces. I want to see some firepower. Because it wasn't like three weeks earlier that you remember I told you a rattlesnake got got one of our dogs. Yeah, and I remember the dog that. died. That's so right. Yeah. Like, well, you know, we'll, yeah, we'll, I wanna, yeah, it might have been the same one. Yeah, Let's we'll, end it that way. We'll get their cousin here while we're at it. So. All right. <laughs> to the phones, 210-599-5555. Will. Go ahead, Will. You're on. Good uh, morning, Trey. I, I I missed out with you and uh, Sean talking about the gay robin and everything. But, you know, people probably have questions. You say, for just this occasion when the coral snake was there, I have a whole bunch of hoes there. What's up with that? Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I, I keep them handy. <laughs> Trust me. It's always good to have a hoe close to your hand. You know what I'm talking about? That, that, that's it. It's, I, uh, I, I worked... Uh, I worked down in South Texas in Eagle Ford doing pipeline right-of-way maintenance and went from Bremont to Lavaca Bay, and I seen Ooh. didn't see any snake didn't see any snakes until the last mile. I could see Lavaca Bay, sure, and all of a sudden there was me, an Echo weed eater, and a rattlesnake. Yeah, you got that right, rattlesnakes, copperheads, you know, uh, all oh, kinds yeah. of stuff. Like copperhead ain't no fun either, man. Turn into water marks oh. and bite you in the fanny while you're swimming ain't no fun. Oh yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah, well, I remember fishing with my brother back when I was growing up in the Trinity River and a uh, damn uh, water moccasin fell in the yeah. boat. Oh yeah, and all of a sudden I hear a sp- all of a sudden I hear a splash of water and my brother's up in the Trinity River. Yeah, I had a battle with a cottonmouth once and it wasn't any fun at all. But I I won eventually. It took a little while, but I got him. Thank you, Will. Yeah. I appreciate it. I, I don't know why we're talking about this. It just happened. You have a life event that happened. Yes, I could go right back to Afghanistan, but I, I figured, you know, life event, we'd talk about sure. that for a minute. You no, know, it's Friday. We've all had an altercation with a snake or two. Well, mm-hmm. like I said, these guys, you know, I, I typically will leave them alone. Right. Because it is a circle of life thing. Sure. And I hate rats, too. And they, <laughs> they take care of yeah. that for me, you know? Right. So I usually just, I, you know, you leave me alone, I'll leave you alone. But this sucker decided since he was down by my toes and he couldn't go backwards because the motorcycle was tire was there, right. he figured he'd have a better chance going through my toe. And sure. so he was going to take a shot at my toe. And I, <laughs> that wasn't going to happen. My hoe was going to get hit before my toe. <laughs> <laughs> just saying. That's how that worked out. <laughs> 210. <laughs> Five nine nine fifty five fifty five. Hey, Suit. Trey Ware got a garage full of hoes. That's <laughs> true. They are. They're on every corner and a couple of shovels, too. Congratulations. Thank you. It took a long time to accumulate them all, too. Right. Wow. Two one zero five nine nine fifty five fifty five. Quit break. And uh, on the other side, <laughs> back to a couple of things out of the news. Before we visit with gubernatorial candidate Don Huffines, he's coming up. Let me tell you about Wagner Holuck Custom Homes. Can't wait. They've got another one of their seminars. Uh, just watch this space because they've got another seminar coming soon that I want you to be a part of at Wagner Holuck Custom Homes. They are the ones that will build your dream home, making your vision come to life. It's really something when you have a vision in your head of the way you want your home to be, the way you want your home to look, what you want out of your home. And the next thing you know... John and the team at Wagner Holick hand you the keys, and now you're living in your vision. You're living inside of your imagination. It's incredible. Your dream home is their floor plan over at Wagner Holick Custom Homes. Just sit down with them and kind of go over some ideas that you have, and they'll come back with a 3D of, okay, this is it right here. Let's show it to you, and then you change this and change that and do whatever you want until you come out with a home that really excites you. And Wagner Holick does this better than anybody I've ever seen. You know what I really like about John and his team there? They take all the chaos out of building a custom home. It can be chaotic. It can be crazy, actually. Well, it doesn't get chaotic and crazy with Wagner Holick. They make it so easy to do this. And all the choices are yours. Every last bit of it is your decision to make at Wagner Holick. That's 210-625-8212. Humid areas of low clouds, then some sun, a high of 95. Tomorrow, partly sunny and humid, 95 again. And on Sunday, clouds limiting sunshine at 94. Right now, it's I keep hose everywhere. Oh, no. Be hearing about that in 20 years. That's going to come back to haunt me. All right, 620 Trayware KTSA. It's Friday. 210-599-5555. 210-599-5555. Want to hear from you this morning on anything in the news. But also we're looking for uh, folks to say the pledge. Pledgers, we need you guys to give us a call. 
uh, Chris will record you and put you in our rotation. We're keeping the dream of patriotism alive on this show. This show is about faith and freedom. So we're keeping the dream of patriotism alive by twice a day we have folks say the Pledge of Allegiance, and we want you to be one of them, 210-599-5555. Make it so easy. Call us right now. Say the pledge. Majority of registered Democrat voters are now socialists. According to a new Fox News poll, the numbers continue to rise. The Democrat Party is now the U.S. Socialist Party. Not in name, because there is a U.S. Socialist Party, but it is inhabited by more socialists than by capitalists, by more socialists than anything else. So if you're inhabited by more socialists, if, you, <laughs> if you're made up of socialists, primarily by socialists, that makes you the Socialist Party. So the U.S. Democrat Party is now the Socialist Party of America. Now the Socialist Party of America. So you moderate Democrats who are in that party, you have been taken over by the socialists. How does it feel to be in the Socialist Party? You like that idea? You certainly have a president who's a socialist. You have an entire administration around him that are socialists. And uh, uh, utter and complete failures everywhere you turn when it comes to things at the Pentagon. They've totally botched this entire Afghanistan thing. A Saigon moment is coming down right now as we speak. We're talking about 75 and Saigon all over again. They have botched the border. They have botched the COVID response, and people are dying because of these socialists and the Democrat Party and the Biden administration. What does he do? He hightails it on vacation. Well, Trey, you went on vacation. Yeah, I'm not the president either, and I don't have a collapsing everything going on around me. My life is, is under control right now. So, yeah, you keep your butt in the Oval Office, you answer the phone, you make phone calls, and you don't while you're sending troops Back into the hell zone, you don't hightail it out to Camp David to put your feet up for the week. You keep your butt there and you run the show. But that's not how they play. You know, this is this is by design. This was on purpose. What you see happening right now was planned, and their plan is being carried out exactly how they wanted their plan to be carried out. From COVID coming in across the southern border, which they finally admitted to yesterday, and I've been right, and I'm sorry I was, but I've been right for uh, since January that this was going to be the largest super spreader event of all time. They finally had to admit it. They had 212,000 encounters with illegal aliens last month alone. That's that we know of. You double that number, okay, because they don't, they don't have encounters with everybody who comes across. 212,000. Many of them have COVID, and they spread those folks all over the country. And why? Well, the mayor of Laredo was finally honest enough to say, you know, he, he said the quiet part. Well, we're letting these people all over the country because we can't take care of them. If you test them, if you test them and they come back positive, now you have an obligation to take care of them. So instead of testing them, they've just been shipping them all over the country. That was the quiet stuff, and he said it out loud. Whoops. So they've been shipping COVID all over this country. Why do you have the Delta strain? Why do you have people back in the hospital? Why do you have numbers going up in Texas and Florida? Because Joe Biden wants to tank Texas and Florida because Ron DeSantis is his biggest opposition in 2024. And he's got to have people dying and sick in Florida to blame it on DeSantis. That's what Joe Biden's got to have in order to have a fighting chance at all in 2024. That's how politics works, folks. That's how it works. Victor, go right ahead, man. Happy Friday. Hello? Yeah, go right ahead. Happy Friday, Victor. You are on yeah, the air. Happy Friday. This is Sylvester. But, Sylvester. Uh, how, how, yeah. how does that happen? Hey. Wait, wait. Did you I, change your name? I'm actually Sylvester the Ford. But anyway, <laughs> quick comment on this Afghanistan stuff. You know, I hear also that they're bringing those people to the United States, the ones that they say supposedly help us. Now, let's see what happens. In the next whatever time it comes up, before one of these whack jobs from over there comes and blows something else up over here. In the of state. course. That, that's all i got to say. Thank you, Trey. Great job, Sylvester. Thank you very much. That's exactly right. Thank you. All right, coming up, we're going to take a break. Coming up on the other side of the news, uh, Don Huffines, who is running for governor. We're going to we're going to continue to do this where we're going to rotate through these guys. We've already done it once. We're going to continue to talk to the guys who want to run for governor and just continue to get their thoughts of the news of the day. And right now, it's the mass thing and what's going on with COVID in Texas and, of course, the invasion that's been going on at our southern border and all that. We want to get his thoughts on that. And then my, my great friend, Sean Azar,
Navarro from River City Community Church is going to join us after that and tell us about reopening Verizon Amphitheater. Uh, I can't tell you how many shows I saw there. Uh, I have I've spoken there, preached messages there, talked to people from there. Uh, it's, it belongs to River City Community Church now, but they have teamed up with the Tobin Center for the Performing Arts, and they're going to start putting acts back out there. And you've never you've never seen a better venue. You just really haven't. I mean, Tobin's beautiful and all this. I'm talking about outdoor venue. You've never seen a better outdoor venue when they do it over there. First first concert I ever saw there was in 2001, July, and it was Chardet, and it was amazing and saw a lot ever ever since. So, Okay. I'll tell you about Laurel Ridge. Those in the military are called upon to make extreme sacrifices. They leave behind family and friends to perform their duties without hesitation. Military families also make sacrifices, and when a loved one comes home with extreme trauma, the families are deeply affected as well. Well, Laurel Ridge Treatment Center has been helping soldiers return home healthy and whole for more than 30 years. They're also here for military dependents, depression, anxiety, addiction, behavioral issues. There are customized options, inpatient and outpatient services, even day treatment available. You're not in this alone. I want you to know that. Your family has a caring, compassionate resource to become healthy and whole again. Since 1987, it's Laurel Ridge Treatment Center at 210-491-3591. Laurel Ridge is saving lives, healing families, and creating hope in the lives of San Antonio family. Com. 635, it's Funky Friday, it's Red Friday. Please remember everyone deployed, particularly right now when we're going back into Afghanistan because of Joe Biden's screw-up. Got to go back in there now and uh, try to get people out of there in a, a, a mo- move that is reminiscent to 1975 in Saigon. We'll talk about that coming up. Trey Ware here on KTSA. <clears throat> a few weeks ago, I had this man on, and the listener response was unbelievable. And we're just kind of rotating through all the guys who are running for, or the top candidates who are running for governor uh, here in Texas. And Don Huffines is uh, back here on the Stevens Roofing Newsmaker Hotline. Joining me once again. Don, good morning, sir. Welcome back. Hey, thank you. Thank you, Craig. Good morning. Good morning to you. Instead of uh, tossing a question at you real quick, because i got a few questions, but instead of doing that here at the beginning, uh, just a little unconventional way of doing an interview, I wanted to give you a minute because I'm sure something's on your mind, something has lit your fire, and you uh, are thinking that if you had a minute on the radio you could say something about it, you'd want to. So what would that be this morning? What's what's What you got? Oh, well, okay. Well, thank you. Sure. I, I would just I would just say this that to your listeners have have they ever met a Republican that didn't say he was conservative? I mean, it, it is so typical for every Republican that's running for office, of course, to com- to campaign that they're conservative, and I ask them to to help define that. And and what the lens I look through when I'm going to be your governor is that your liberties always come from God. And the fundamental role of government is always to protect those God-given liberties. And if our leaders could understand that and hold that close to their heart, we, would, we wouldn't be in the shape that we're in today. You know, I uh, just returned from South Dakota, and Governor Christy Noam wrote a piece for uh the fox news yesterday great great article i put it up on my facebook page but their their motto and this is the one she lives by every day their motto is under god the people rule well that's a great one i like that and you know something this was something that everyone in our country fundamentally understood for about 125 years it was just a given and it was and it, it wasn't until really we started creeping down the road of Marxism and socialism for the last oh, 75 to 100 years that we've gotten away from it right. with contemporary thought. And, but it is, it is fundamentally who we are because we're born, obviously, for our natural rights, our God-given liberties. Let's talk about a couple of the issues real quick here. We don't have much time. So let's talk about the masking uh, situation, the mandates that are not happening, but yet in some places like San Antonio, they have been able to win a temporary injunction and they put masks on kids going back into school. Uh, Don Huffine's thoughts on that. Of course, I never would have done. Uh, I would have never allowed the mask in the first place. And it and, and my opponent, of course, Greg Abbott, is the one in March of twenty uh, that unilaterally uh, destroyed three million Texas jobs in one week. He put over three million Texans on unemployment. Uh, he shredded our constitution. He picked winners and losers and ten 
tens of tens of thousands of businesses were gone, and he and worse than that, he closed their churches. So he didn't live up to what I just said, which is never always protect our God-given liberties. And the Constitution didn't give him the authority to do that. It was written specifically to make, to restrain government from ever doing what he did. I never would have done that. And on the mask mandates, you know, he kept them on us for nine months, nine months. And was supposed all this was supposed to last just two weeks. And DeSantis in Florida took it off after like 30 days. And then, and then the press and everybody starts thanking Governor Abbott for removing the mask mandate. And that's like thanking a thief for bringing some of your stolen goods back. Well, here we are today, and uh, he has stood and said, we're not going to mandate masks, we're not going to allow masks back in, and they are now involved in lawsuits with various cities and school districts and what have you. So your thoughts on where you know it all stands at this moment? Well, look, there's a lot of tools in the toolbox as governor that I would use to make sure they didn't violate my order not to wear masks. And the best one that he that I would use is the budget. Of course, you could send DPS in. There's a lot of things he could do. But one thing I know about cities and schools, they love their money. Government only exists if you fund them. And uh, he's got the, the power of the budget next session. And, he, and, with, and he's got the, really the power of the budget this session. So... All right, let's talk about the let's talk about the SB one real quick here too, because they've had uh, the guys have have left. You know, you got the flea baggers in the Democrat Party who have left. Uh, arrest warrants have been issued for them. Uh, the bill did move yesterday and was approved by the Senate. Uh, this is an election integrity bill. It it keeps the cheating from happening. Uh, how would Duff, uh, Don Huffines been uh, different on all this? Well, uh, first, let me just say again that this uh, Greg Abbott allowed this to happen. You know, the, the Democrats pulled this stunt at the beginning, at the end of regular session on the same issue. They broke quorum on, on the same bill. Everyone knew if he brought it up again, they would do the same thing. And after that happened, he signed 372 Democrat bills into law. And then he turned around and signed the budget into law uh, that that they all voted for. So he lost all of his leverage. And those are the best tools that he had to make sure they didn't they would come back. And also the Constitution, the state Constitution, gives the House really just carte blanche authority almost to do anything they want to people that to any group that or Democrats that break quorum. They could throw their office furniture in the yard. They could confiscate their cars. They could dock their pay. They could dock their pension when all these people love their pension. I mean, they could do just about anything, and of course, they could arrest them, and they haven't done anything about it at all. So it almost looks like it's a it's a stage. It's just a it's just planned. This, the way See, I, I I don't know much about it. I'm just a guy on the radio. But it, it, if this was the most important thing, and I believe our election integrity is the most important thing, I would have done it day one, and none of the Democrat priorities would have even been thought about. I would have said we're not doing another thing, and all this other stuff that you guys want to get to, uh, uh-uh, not even going to discuss until we go through SB1, uh, election integrity. And now if you leave, then go ahead. None of your stuff is going to be seen to until we do this. Nothing else happens till we do this. And I would have done that day one of the session. Absolutely, Trey. It's just common sense. I couldn't agree more. And a Huffines administration, let me tell you, I wouldn't have Democrat Party chairman I mean, in the in, as, uh, in, on the committees in the House either. I mean, the governor gets the last call on every piece of legislation and line item veto power on the budget. He's got other tools, but these are mass, massive tools in the toolbox that, that, that he can use. And I can tell you, being in, down there in that swamp in Austin, what members love, and they just all they think about is getting the bill done. Well, you know, look, here, here's the thing with the Democrats. They don't want to work with Republicans, and Republicans keep trying to work with Democrats, right? They keep trying to do this bipartisan thing. And God bless Lyle Larson. Uh, I love him a lot, but he thinks that you can reach across the aisle and have one hand over here and one hand over there and bring everybody together. Democrats don't want to do that. Ferdinand Fisher has made that perfectly clear. He doesn't want to work with Republicans. Uh, the little uh, dorky guy from here that went up there. What was his name? He was in the city council here, Elaine, and went up there. Anyway, he, he doesn't uh, want to work with Republicans. The short guy with the glasses, what is his name anyway? He was on city council here. I don't remember. But anyway, he's up there now. He doesn't want to work with Republicans, so I wouldn't even try to work with them. Uh, you can't join hands and try to be bipartisan with somebody if they don't want to be bipartisan with you. They're just biting a hand that feeds them. Absolutely. Yeah, Diego Bernal. Thank you. Diego Bernal. That's who I was thinking of. 
Well, look, I, I saw how hard the our Republicans, my battle in Austin was always with the rhinos. And it's sad but true. The rhinos run our party. And my battle, they always were the ones that were lying. They were always the ones that were stabbing me in the back. They worked so hard not to be accountable to the voters. I mean, that's all they talked Crazy. about. It. The, it the, the main thing they talked about at our Senate Republican Senate caucus meeting yeah. was how to make Democrats happy. Yeah. Let me ask you one more thing, and then we'll go. Uh, the uh, use of Dominion uh, equipment in our elections. I keep hearing about this over and over again. Mike Lindell had his symposium, cyber symposium, this week. I've had a bunch of people call and say, who do I get in touch with about making sure that uh, Dominion software and equipment is not used here in the state of Texas? What are your thoughts on all of that concerning electric, uh, election integrity, and what would Don Huffines do to protect our elections here? I've got a comprehensive plan uh, to make sure that our voters have confidence in our elections. Of course, it's the foundation of our constitutional republic, and if that breaks, all heck's going to break loose. And, and we know people cheat in elections. They've cheated in elections since there's ever been an election. My plan is to have around 500, a new a new division. It's going to be government, government corruption, election integrity division, a Department of Public Safety. These officers, around 500, would be assigned to every county. They'd be completely trained in election integrity fraud, including software manipulation, who owns the machines, and everything like that. They'll follow the ballots. They'll step in between the two parties, between the Republicans and the Democrats. They'll follow the ballots. They'll make sure all the laws are obeyed. And then we're going to have a separate court system with a separate prosecution system, because you're never going to prosecute a a Democrat for cheating a Republican in these major metropolitan counties. It's just never going to happen. So we're going to have separate venues, separate prosecution and separate enforcement, because really what this is all about is enforcement. We already have a lot of laws about cheating. It's a felony to vote if you're not supposed to. But nobody enforces it. Look, the the attorney general's office has 4,000 employees, 4,000. They have 750 attorneys. They assign like three of them to vote to election integrity. This is an embarrassment. Governor Abbott was an AG for 12 years and the governor for almost eight. Secretary of State is just a token uh, head of a position that's supposed to be in charge of election integrity. This is a huge issue. It's going to be top of my agenda. We've got to enforce the laws. Thank you, Don. We'll talk again. I appreciate your time, as always. Thank you. Have a good day. Don Huffines, running for governor of the state of Texas. And like I said, we're rotating through the top candidates. And we'll continue. We will have him back on at some point. All right, coming up, Sean Azaro. We're going to talk about what's going on with the revival, the resurrection of Verizon Amphitheater. That's coming up here on KTSA. Um, You know, Apple Pest Control gets rid of bugs around your home. That's what they do. You know, you are only offered what you need when it comes to Apple Pest Control. They've been doing it for Nancy and me for, well, uh, well, almost 20 years now, a long time, and we've never signed a contract. That's the beauty. And one of the reasons they do it that way over at Apple Pest Control is they want to earn your business with every service call, right? So if, if you go with one of these companies that makes you sign a quarterly or a yearly contract, well, they can... They can take the next one off. You know what I mean? It's like show up and do a little bit of this and a little bit of that and say, hey, we service, but not with Apple. They have to earn your business every single time because there's no contracts ever, ever, ever. Yes, they can control mosquitoes. You bet they can. They have mosquito control. So if mosquitoes are making you crazy right now, call Apple. They'll get rid of the mosquitoes on your property and help keep them away. They can do the same thing with termites and scorpions and yeah, even rodents that may find their way into your attic. That's Apple Pest Control, number one in San Antonio now for years, since 1984. Apple Pest Control. Hey, when you call them, make sure you tell them that Trey said hello, okay? The Apple Pest Control, 210-695. How's that for a change? Today's Pledge of Allegiance, powered by Stevens Roofing. Don Huffines, take it away. I pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America and to the republic for which it stands. One nation under God, indivisible, with liberty and justice for all. All right. Guests of the 550 KTSA right. Morning News with Trey Ware, appear right. courtesy of the Stevens Roofing Newsmaker Hotline. All right. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Now, it's Funky Friday. It's a special request from Captain Don Morgan over there. It's also Red Friday. Remember, everyone deployed. It's a 653 Trey Ware KTSA friend of mine by the name of Sean Azaro is the pastor at River City Community Church. 
fell in love with his music and his and his ministry and his preaching years ago. He has allowed me to come preach on a steak night for the men over there and had a great time with that. I spoke at the what used to be the Verizon Outdoor Amphitheater, and now it's the Real Life Theater. And it's coming back, folks. I can't tell you how I'm ex- how super excited I am about this. First show I ever saw there was in uh, July of 2001. It was Charday. And uh, loved it. And uh, since that time, I saw Boston and the Stray Cats and all these great acts over there. Hasn't been used for that for a while, but it's coming back. And Sean's joining me now on the Stevens Roofing Newsmaker Hotline. Pastor, how are you? Trey, I am doing great. Thanks for having me on. Yeah, it's great to have you. So this is exciting. I love this. Well, we're really, really excited. This is a very cool opportunity to uh, kind of bring an art center and a creative center back uh, for the city and the community. So we're just, that's really what this is all about. We just want this to be a blessing and a gift to the rest of the community. You're teaming up with Tobin, so tell us how all this is going to work. Yeah, we, as a church, obviously our mission is all about the Word of God, all about making disciples and sharing the life of Jesus with people. Uh, but we have an amphitheater. So we started a nonprofit called the Real Life Center for Performing Arts, and that nonprofit and the leadership there is partnering with the Tobin. Tobin's going to help us with ticketing. They're going to help us getting getting the acts that are within our kind of wheelhouse. They're going to help us with management and 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 kind of to figure this out. We're not we're not we have a great amphitheater, but we're learning this. The Tobin they are first rate in their expertise and experience, and so it just seemed like a great fit. And for those who um, you know are, are, are certainly love Christianity and love Christian music, but they're looking for something else as well. This is not just going to be casting crowns and all that. You're going to step out a little bit of that, right? Yes, we are. That and that's one of the things that Tobin brings to the table. Like we already have for this this fall. We have Zach Williams scheduled. We have for King and Country, and we'll continue to do Christian artists like that and continue to have those kind of ministry events. Uh, however, we we also feel like within the context of a performing arts center, there's a lot of bands. You know, we think of country, we think of adult contemporary classics, jazz, classical. We want it to be an arts center. We want to have all a, a broad range of, of offerings. And so, you know, it, we want to be very family-friendly and community-friendly. Amen. We're in the city of Selma. The, the, the city of Selma has been a wonderful partner for us so we want this to be something that everybody looks like goes wow we're really glad this is here yeah a lot of people talk about red rock up in colorado and stuff like that and that's all fine and beautiful but as far as in our area i've never been to a better outdoor uh, uh arena a better outdoor venue than right there and it is uh one of the best places in the world to see a show in fact i just saw my granddaughters dance there a couple of weeks ago so it is a great place to see uh shows <laughs> that's that's funny my granddaughters were in that dance as well Trey. <laughs> That, that's one of the kind of things we want to do. We want to have, uh, you know, local community events. We, we had a school district, SCUC, uh, Independent School District Church, Universal City, Cibolo Universal City. Uh, they had a big employee event there. We want this to be for community events, uh, also the arts events. It's just a great resource, and we feel like we're not, the church staff isn't going to get into running a amphitheater, right? right. We, we've set up a separate nonprofit to partner with the Tobin. We'll do that nonprofit. We'll do operations and day to day. And Tobin will help us with all the booking and ticketing and the industry stuff. Excited about it, Sean. And so uh, you can depend on me. I'll get the word out when these shows are coming. We'll talk about it on this show. I appreciate you. And we'll talk to you again soon. Thank you, Trey. I appreciate you. See you soon. That's Sean Azaro over at River City Community Church. Fired up about that one. Sean Ryman joins me next.